Hi, Sharon. Hi, Brandy. Hi. Thank you for tuning into the Green Fork podcast. Thank you so much. I apologize about that. We had some technical difficulties today, but we're working those kinks out. So thank you so much for joining us on the Green Fork Collective podcast. How are you today? It is my pleasure. Um, I'm doing well. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. I'm really excited. I've been following you for a while. Um, I was in Tampa for a while, then moved down to the Fort Lauderdale area. And I bought some of your lovely, lovely um, product over at the Sarasota Farmer's Market. So I really wanted to connect with you once I got up and running with my podcast because I really love what you're doing. And you were lovely when I met you in person as well. So I just, you know, we just jump right in. Tell me a little bit about, you know, your background and how you actually got started, like in the wellness space. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy that you enjoyed the sauerkraut because it is made with love. I, you know, it started for me in 1999 when my father was diagnosed with cancer. It was my big wake up call as to why somebody's diagnosed with cancer. And so that's when I started asking questions, started to really look at all things that might cause cancer. And that really opened up such a can of worms for me. But then we fast forward to about 18 years later and I had some of my own health issues. So during the course of that 18 years, I was changing my diet, doing different things. But then in my late, um, it was actually my early 40s. I was, yeah, it was in my early 40s and I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. I was feeling all of those symptoms of fatigue, weight gain, brain fog, all of those things Mm -hmm. started to occur. So I went to the doctor and sure enough, I was um, diagnosed with Hashimoto's and the recommended treatment was to go on a pharmaceutical called Synthroid. And it was, you know, something about that did not resonate with me because when I inquired how long would I have to take it, the doctor said, well, it's an indefinite, um, it's indefinite. You know, most people don't recover from it. And I went home and I started meditating and I started taking silence on Mondays and just going deeper within started Mm -hmm. to explore the internet on the internet. This was about eight years ago. There wasn't so much information as there is today about the gut and how the gut gut affects so many things. But I discovered Donna Gates through my research. And Donna Gates is truly a pioneer on gut health and making that brain-gut connection. And one one thing that really stood out for me during my research was that fermented foods help with sugar cravings. And for me, that was a huge aha, like, oh, wow, there's something that could actually curb those cravings. So that's how it all started. Okay. So that was a big moment for you, just kind of recognizing that and resonating with the fact that the gut health and then exploring Donna Gates and then the sugar. That's a good one because I, too, have done a lot of research um, and you mentioned uh, Hashimoto's and my mother actually was diagnosed with thyroid. Um, She had a hyperactive thyroid and um, I actually lost her at the age of 16 due to her disease and not necessarily, um, like you said, the research and the, you know, kind of the 
the ability to kind of go out and get another option, whether that be homeopathic or just kind of doing the research yourself and changing your diet, um, that obviously changed my world forever, as well as like your dad, there's a connection there with your dad and the cancer and just really finding a way to heal yourself through natural foods and foods that we grow in our garden and foods that help sustain us, but also help with, you know, the gut is where everything lives um, and like autoimmune and, and different diseases like that. So that's why I can definitely relate to that. And that was one of the things I loved about when I read your story and kind of did some background on you. I love the fact that it was you taking um, matters into your own hand and healing yourself. Um, and that coming from, you know, a loved one's experience, which opened you up to explore um, and other options with the diagnosis. Like we just don't want to take a pill that's not that helpful. Um, you want to do something that actually helps heal you. So that's so that's awesome. And thank you for sharing that. Like that's that's really awesome. So what we're doing on the Green Fork Collective podcast, we're celebrating women who are in the space of plant-based uh, food, drink, and wellness. So uh, Fermentalicious, great name, by the way. I love that. Thank um, you. you will not forget that. You know, I love your products. I still have my mason jars <laughs> that I drink my cold brew and tea out of. So I love the fact that you're very um, environmental. So tell me about creating uh, Fermentalicious and like what that means to you as far as like sharing that gift with other people. Yeah, you know, it, it started with sharing it because once I discovered the benefits of sauerkraut, I went to the store and I was looking for something that was raw and unpasteurized. And I found a couple of brands. Unfortunately, I didn't like them. And there's a reason for that, that I'm not even going to go down that rabbit yeah. hole into <laughs> sure. how other people ferment their foods. And so I, I again, sat with myself, okay, well, what are you going to do here? So I said, why don't you start fermenting on your own? And that was quite a, a journey to figure out how to ferment to ensure that I was doing the right thing and that I wouldn't get sick from it. But um, I started fermenting and doing it in my home kitchen and my first batch became moldy. So I threw it out. I composted <laughs> it and I started yeah. over and then, um, it, it tasted really good and the first flavor that I used I used some curry in there because I wanted to mix it up a little bit and I was getting into spices and Indian spices so I made it with some curry and a little bit of spice and I made enough to share and at that time I was actually leading a meditation class out of my home and so I shared it with the people that were at my meditation class afterwards we would share some tea and so now I started sharing some sauerkraut and yeah I started sharing what I was learning love that yeah so it, it really started from this organic space of creating the food on my own and then sharing it with others. And they started to really notice a difference within their own digestion, within their own mind. They, I also started gifting it to them because I was trying different flavors and I was having fun with it. So oh, yeah. I was, it sounds uh, like you were, <laughs> yeah, I was becoming, you know, this little chemist in the kitchen and, um, just sharing it with everybody and after doing that for a couple of years and people having a profound impact on their body including myself when I went back to the doctor 
my numbers balanced out where it was no longer an issue. And so I shared that with them as well. That's and awesome. So, yeah. So we were just, we were like all healing together, learning together. And they were the ones who really pushed me. They're like, you need to do this. And I was like, I, I know. That's so awesome. Sell sauerkraut? Like that wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> yeah. You're like, mm, I don't know. Maybe. Should I? <laughs> But that's good that you get encouragement from your friends and the people that you connect and you're bonding with. Because that's a big part of that, you know, kind of self-awareness piece where it's like, yeah, maybe I can do this because, I mean, the product, I've had it myself and I love it. And it's the best that I've had ever. And I was a sauerkraut fan. Like as a young girl, my grandma would always say, oh, eat a little bit of this too. But I always thought it was too sweet and it tastes too, I don't know, it's just weird. It wasn't. It wasn't like the authentic taste of what it would taste like if you fermented it with the right thing. So when you mentioned that earlier, I was like, hmm, yeah, I've had that experience before as well. And it goes with so many different things, you know, salads and soups and, you know, dips and hummus. Like there's so many things you could have with it. I had it with so many different things and I loved it. Um, so you were at the Sarasota Farmer's Market. You also sell your product in the... Um, Oats as well, right? And St. Pete, is that? Yeah, Rolling Are you Oats in St. Pete, um, okay. Morton's Market in Sarasota, and several restaurants in Sarasota, as well as Nature's Food Patch, which is in, okay. yeah, they're located in Clearwater. And recently I got into Whole Foods, local oh, Whole Foods. That's local. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, local. For now. For, We're well, manifesting I, it. <laughs> You know, that's just the thing, you know, if you grow bigger, then things start to change. You know, True. as I contemplate that, I was like, well, do I want to do that? Do you want to? Yeah. Yeah, that's you know, a good it, question. It changes. Because local is very important to you and like having yes. those connections and those people. I, I really understand that because in Minneapolis, I worked a lot with the natural food co-ops and mm -hmm. Minnesota is like one of the places that has the largest amount of co-ops and I did a lot of like work there with plant-based food workshops and cooking classes and there was a woman that I was mentored by that that was a big thing for them is keeping it local and not necessarily having the need or want to go big in that way so I totally understand that 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 makes sense and Sarasota is a great place that particular area I love um, as I'm down here in Fort Lauderdale, I think about Tampa and Sarasota and St. Pete and all those places that I loved a lot. Um, and I think it's a great place um, to do good work. And, you know, obviously, is that your hometown? Are you from Sarasota as well? No, I'm not. I moved here about 14 years ago from San Francisco after having a dream that I was living here. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. San Fran, huh? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. I've only been here four years, but you know, I, I like it. You know, I'm learning to love it. I'm from the North, but I'm learning to love it. So we have something on the Greenport Collective Podcast called Rapid Fire, where we ask you a few questions just to get to know you and just get to know like the things that you like. And it's kind of a fun uh, way to kind of end the interview because I like it to be just conversational, you know, getting to know you, uh, making sure that I let you know, my listeners know where the product is at, where they can get it at, and like kind of your backstory behind it. Like, I want to make sure that I'm highlighting women that are doing good work in the plant-based and wellness space, but also connecting the women um, to good products, 
women-owned products. That kind of thing is very important to me. So we'll jump into the rapid fire and we'll ask a few questions. Okay, sound good? Yeah, sounds great. Okay. All right, cool. So if you could collaborate with anyone, who would it be and what would you do? <laughs> who would it be and what would I do? Oh my goodness. Um, it would be with the Sarasota County uh, School District and incorporating better school, but incorporating better lunch and breakfast options into our public schools. That's awesome. That and that's a that's a um, that's a tall order. Hmm. Um, I know there are a lot of schools in the West Coast and in the East Coast. You know, some of the private schools that actually do that, they have like the plant, and I think in Portland as well, they have plant-based food uh, options for the kids for lunch. That's a that's a tall order, but definitely an amazing thing to, you know, challenge yourself and to conquer because I think it's that's really important, you know, for the kids and just for the parents to know that their kids are getting a healthy, balanced, sustainable meal. Well, I think, you know, why I find it to be really important is mental health is a real issue and it continues to grow. And I really believe in that mind-gut connection. So if we're feeding our children healthy food, wow, that really is going to support them throughout the day, throughout their life. They're going to learn what healthy eating is. And I think that will have a profound impact on their overall mental health. Absolutely. I totally agree. I totally agree with that. Um, thank you for sharing that. Now, the second question, what's in your fridge that's about to go bad? <laughs> My sprouts. Your sprouts, they go bad so fast. Too. They do. They oh do. They have a short life. <laughs> Two days and you're like, oh, I better eat. I better put these on a sandwich, something. Stat. Yes. yes. <laughs> hurry. That's so funny because I stopped buying sprouts because I wasted more than I was actually eating. So I no. totally get that. I'm like, oh no, it's like the avocado. Like you have two days, 48 hours yeah. or it's bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, but those sprouts, great. they're packed with a punch. I mean, you can't deny all the enzymes and benefits of that. I know they're so good, but it's like you got to eat it ASAP. So you have to like buy it the day that you'll eat it and eat it that day like and then that's it that's what I've learned like just exactly. put it on the salad and eat it that day or share <laughs> it with someone so it doesn't go bad Agreed. okay I love that I love that okay so what is your favorite kitchen utensil <laughs> favorite kitchen utensil mm, I guess it's the spoon I love a spoon and I love a <laughs> a large reason and I eat things that most people eat a fork with I use a spoon I just love the spoon yeah that's a good one I like that I like a good spoon. I like a good wooden spoon too like kind of a I have a thing about kitchen utensils I have quite a few um William Sonona pieces that I like okay awesome so next question um how do you leave the door open for other women that want to be in the wellness space? Um, by living with an open heart and being, being kind if somebody inquires or is 
curious, being kind and meeting people with kindness and where they're at and be, being available. Being available. Today I received a text message from somebody I had in my phone, but they didn't have their information. In there, and they said, hey, do you have an opportunity to talk? And mm-hmm. I called them immediately. So I think it's really important just to be available to people when they need you. And, you know, sometimes you need to protect your own space and yes. where you're at. That's really important. But it is really important to just be available. And I, I feel like I am that on Saturdays at the market. I have some mm-hmm. really in-depth conversations with people. And, you know, just being available for people within the community, even if they're not in your immediate space, people mm-hmm. living in other states, friends from other places. How do you, you know, just allow yourself to be open and and meet them from a place of non-judgment, Oh, that's great. I love that. I love that answer. That's a great answer. And that's very true, too. I know that you have to take that time, the self-care time for yourself. Like I have this thing that I do that I put um, my phone in the other room for a few hours of the day just Mm -hmm. to be present and and really focus on what it is that I'm doing, whether it's taking my dog out for a walk, you know, hanging out with my cat. I found that that helps bring, you know, a lot more peace to me just in general you know so I have the, the space but it's important to leave the door open for other women because I think from a lot of the research that I've been doing in terms of women in um, spaces there has been a lot of well I'm going to say there's there's not enough reciprocity and equality when it comes to women in the space um what I want to do with the podcast is I want to be able to highlight women that are doing good work in the wellness space, whatever that is, you know, to them. And that can be, you know, um, yoga, meditation, you know, um, just to connect the women, but to also understand that women need community to thrive. And I want the Green Fort Collective Podcast to be a place where women can come and we can discuss, you know, some of the things, some of the challenges that perhaps we're having in terms of uh, getting the backing that we need um, for a startup or business or just connecting with other women, I think is extremely important. Other small businesses, women that run small businesses and just getting that advice uh, from each other to grow. You know, personally, professionally, um, I've had a lot of great experiences in my life in terms of being mentored by women in the wellness space. Um, But I really want to be able to just kind of share with the masses that women are amazing and women do great work in the wellness space. There's so much more we can do. There's there's some amazing like. Uh, that are doing great work in the wellness space that need that people need to know more about. So that's so that's the mission with the podcast, um, and that was why I reached out because I felt very connected to you in terms of the work you were doing and my experience with meeting you. It was an experience that I didn't forget. Um, I was Ooh. new to the area, um, and I kept saying I want to go to farmers market. I want to go to farmers market. And finally, one day we just hit up a few farmers markets. St. Pete and Sarasota Um, and there's one in the surrounding area of Tampa that we went to but 
I'll never forget my experience with you in the Sarasota market. It was a place where I was just so excited about buying and trying all the different, you know, amazing treats. And, you know, just I, I bought a lot of stuff that day. And so I just wanted to pay homage to you and honor you um, by having you as a guest on the podcast. Um, so our last question. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, one of my favorite things personal mantras what is your personal mantra i am love i am light i am energy i am bliss Mm. in those moments when you doubt yourself or there's a story that's playing over and over in my mind i always return to those simple statements and sometimes it's just i am love i think it's the essence of what all of us are you know we are all loving sure. light beings and if we could just remember who we are and what we are we're love we are light and um, I think that has been so profound for me over the last 14 years to just continue to say that and to create these new neural pathways within my own way of thinking to change my own vibration and by changing my own vibration on a cellular level i'm also affecting those around me because not only do i say that over and over mm -hmm. it, it you start to resonate that as well and people start to feel it and i believe that's what you felt at the market from me yes. i truly i truly you know focus on the love i focus on the love that other people have there in my mind there's fear and there's love and mm -hmm. we could give our energy to either of those emotions and I think it's so important for women for all all humanity to focus on the essence of what they are that loving light being absolutely I love that and that's and I totally receive that thank you that mm -hmm. because I think it's important to be able to um, uplift each other to empower each other but to also share our story and also share our background in terms of just anything is possible in my world uh, mm -hmm. I started this podcast I really wanted it to be uh, a space where women could be in in a space that I could curate something special for women you know something for us to connect and as I said before to to grow to learn and you know that's what the, that's what it's really about you know life is about not the destination and I think personal mantras and having something like that to get you through the day or get you to the next goal if you will personal or professional is very important and I like to end with a personal mantra because I think it's important to end a peaceful note and to really just give someone uh, give the listeners something to take with them, something to plant a seed. So thank you so much, Sharon, for joining us on the Green Fort Collective Podcast. It has been a pleasure. I would love to have you back on. I'm going to do a little panel, um, probably about in a month. I want to do some panel discussions and kind of do a live podcast with the Zoom. Um, and I'd love to contact you and, and just let you know if you're available, if your schedule permits to get you back on. But thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you joining us today on the Green Fork Collective Podcast. And I hope Brandy, to talk to you soon. Brandy, thank you so much for your time. And I hope to see you at the Sarasota Farmers Market in the near future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And then we'll, so we will 
talk to Sharon soon. In the meantime, yeah. check her out. She is located in Sarasota, Florida. You can check her out at the Whole Foods. She's also at the Rolling Oats and the Sarasota Farmer's Market. So as always, peace, love, and leafy greens. And we'll see you mm-hmm. next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.